0: Welcome to the Quack12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web Photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Quack12Podcast, or visit our website, Quack 12 podcastcom If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack12 Patreon page, where for a measly five dollars a month, you can become an official Quack12 and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Quack,
1: quack, quack. 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 Quack, quack. Quack, quack, Well,
2: then. I am your host, Adam
1: Chimeo. And I'm, oh my God, Adam Chimeo... What's Why, that? what, did you, what happened? Did you get put in the Shrinkinator?
2: <sighs> you noticed, and you nailed it in one. I did, so I was at the football game, as you Oh, know. boy. Some wonderful listeners gave me some free tickets, T and ass, as we so lovingly call them, and I saw the duck go in the Shrinkinator, yep. I saw the little duck come out. We saw I him thought, on TV. Oh, Exactly. I thought, oh, that's bullshit. That's just a cardboard box. Uh I'm going to get to the bottom. You know I like to get to the bottom. This is what happens when fuck around and find out, bro. I'm I'm intrigued by science, so I got in there (laughs) after the game, and Aaron, I can tell you from experience, it 100% works, and I don't know how to snap out of it. Okay. I didn't think you'd notice. I wasn't sure. I mean, it was immediately... Immediately
1: I knew something was off, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. until we came out of that weird, like, nowhere space that we live during the intro. Mm -hmm. uh, And we came into reality in our two separate spaces uh, that I that I kind of assumed what had happened. I'm about
2: three apples tall. Yeah.
1: On top of each other. Okay. So. Good news for you. Yeah, I can handle this situation.
2: You can handle this? You are a great sound engineer. What I so need... I wondering.
1: That's right. Look, whenever, okay. whenever I need someone to sound, you know, bigger than they are,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... It's all a mindset thing. It's mind games. You're mm. psyching yourself out at this point. And what I need you to do is just to think big thoughts.
2: Think big thoughts.
1: Yeah, I'm talking, like, think about skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Think about certain sized tables. Think about oversized chairs.
2: Okay, okay. Think well,
1: about the uh, biggest apple you've ever seen. Okay,
2: like the big apple.
1: The big I mean, apple. You're... A great okay. example.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Our listeners, you can see this on YouTube if this works. I don't know. I may just be small for the rest of my my. I hope life. not, because... Honestly, your
1: voice was annoying before, but this is unbearable. This is
2: bad. (laughs) This may lose us some listeners, possibly. Oh, God. Um, Big thoughts, big boy. Big thoughts. Let me try. Big thoughts for a big boy. Okay. Um, You got it. Mariota. Yeah. Florida State. Yeah. Uh, Washington taking that. uh, uh, Tony Washington taking that fumble from... From Jameis Winston returning it for the score. Yeah, DeAnthony Thomas returning that kick against Kansas State. Twelve and zero. The Huskies
0: not winning again. You're game. doing it. You did it. Oh, <laughs> I'm big. Okay, I'm back. Oh I'm my back. god. I'm back on Quack. Thank oh. you, Aaron. Woo. Thank you for your wise
1: words. So, Rest but I do power, have bro. to ask. What's, that? What's it like inside
0: the shrinkinator? What's it like inside the shrinkinator? I mean,
1: because you're not wrong. On TV, mm-hmm. it looked like hot garbage that they had maybe thought about at the very last moment.
0: I was literally across the field, like on the complete opposite side, and I could still see the big duck in the back hiding behind a curtain from literally. Plus a hundred yards away. Um, but so I wait. But real. it's real. Uh, it's yeah. Nice. It's basically, you know, um, when in Quantum Leap, when he's kind of oh, yeah. going to different places. Sure. It's kind of like I that. I mean, that's the whole
1: premise of the show.
0: Yes, exactly. It, it's oh. basically that. Yeah. You
1: mean like the tunnel, the light tunnel that tunnel is zipping yeah. through. Got you. Yeah. It's so it's pretty like, fast. Yeah. It's pretty fast. It's just a big white blinding light. Mm-hmm. Revved up like a deuce. Yeah.
0: Interesting. It's nuts, man. <laughs> Aaron, back to football. Oh, uh, boy. Like I said, I got some wonderful free tickets from uh, some dear friends of the podcast that it was wonderful to see them. Do you want to give them a uh, shout out? Do they have a handle? T&S, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And uh, T&S is what it really is. But They like to be anonymous. They're anonymous donors. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got recognized at work purely through my voice from a Quack 12 dude. even. So I want to shout them out. That was very cool. It made me feel For like real. a big star. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where I'm work, you freaking sickos. You know, I don't want you visiting me. Well, and, it's just a hardware store. On. Yeah, Look, if you're in Eugene, in just Port think Dallas. of
1: the one. Think of the one hardware store that actually is still around. That's where he is.
0: He owns it. it if you're in Eugene, you're thinking about me. Think of hard. Uh, in his so, other life, he's known as Adam the Hammer Chameo. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And by other life, we mean my OnlyFans account, Aaron oh, the Hammer. Um, you ready for some rumors? Oh, God, yes. All day. Give me. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, uh, head coach Jimbo Fisher over at Texas A&M. Texas a- I mean, you know Texas a Oh, A&M. I heard about so this. You, yeah, you know. Uh, what do you know about Texas A&M? You're from Look, Texas. Um, uh,
1: their catchphrase is "Gig'em Aggies. They had a very dangerous uh, and no longer allowed tradition of, like, uprooting goalposts at some some point back in the day. And I feel like someone died from the goalpost falling on them.
0: Possibly. I don't know. Uh, know.
1: Let's see. What else do I know about them? They are pro-military. And they are also uh, a great... School, if you want to go into uh, aerodynamics, especially the ones that go into outer space. Mm. And Mm. a buddy of mine went there through that program, the aerospace outer space program or whatever. Okay. Ended up getting a job with NASA designing some bullshits for the satellites that we have up in our atmosphere.
0: Well, there you go. We'll get you on the show.
1: Finally, and most importantly, mm-hmm. they are also my enemy because uh, mm-hmm. I, I go Longhorn.
0: You're a Longhorn fan, or is that you're not you're not rooting for the Longhorns to get in the playoffs over the Ducks, are you? Because we may have a problem there. No, in fact, I but, would love it if both went. Is that something that, that would could be happen? It's possible. It's kind of more them competing against each yeah. other, but it is possible. It would basically take, like, Alabama dropping another one. It would take uh, only Michigan huh. and or Georgia, or Michigan or Georgia, not both, getting uh-huh. in. And then it would take us and Texas winning out. So it's, like, not the, well, not the least possible. We
1: got our side of that covered. That's oh, for we're, sure.
0: We're but
1: we're anyway, set, what maybe. about the Aggies?
0: Okay, so they had the biggest buyout for a coach. Buyout is like you know you want to fire this guy early, right? Right? You have right? To pay this amount. It's like of money. seventy-six million dollars or something. Nope, more eighty. <laughs> I think before the record was something like, uh, you know, don't quote me on this, but something like twenty with Gus Malzahn or something. Yeah. Uh, now this this motherfucker got paid eighty million dollars well, to not coach. <laughs>
1: This was the thing that I thought was kind of beautiful about it was that Mm -hmm. the way the money in which they used came from like alumni donors, I believe. Um, There was some kind of And so they presented them with a check on the field during halftime that as soon (laughs) as that game was over, they then used said money to fire dude.
0: That's fun. So they basically flexed the money that they were going to spend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What would be way better? Yeah. Can you imagine this? Halftime of the Texas A&M game. They invite Jimbo. They're like, Jimbo, Jimbo, come out at the half field. Come on, man. Like, they're up in this game, too. Like, they won this game. They're like, Jimbo, come out here. Come out here. And then they just have a big check, and it's written out. Eighty million to Jimbo Brother. Fisher, and they're like, that "Jimbo, would, this is for you." That and would they be... just congratulate his firing? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so. And the crowd would just be like, "Woo, yeah!" Like that'd be so funny. They should have done it that way. But you want to? This is why it's relevant to us. Okay. Oh wait, of but real course. quick, yes.
1: I do have a very small theory about it. Okay, I think Look he nice. knew. Oh, I yeah. think he knew. Yeah, I mean, I think he was like. Sure, I'll
0: take $80 million. Who gives a shit?
2: <laughs> At a I mean, certain just point football.
0: I mean, he knew that he needed to change things, and he chose instead not to change things. Uh, and I got him fired. And he could get a job somewhere else if he wanted to. I think he, he wanted to be, be fired. fired. Yeah. I think he's done. Mm-hmm. He, he 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 conned
1: him. He was like, you yeah, know what? I'm kind of over this. I don't want to work, actually.
0: So I'm just not going to. He could work if he wanted. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, of course, the reason why it's relevant is because the rumor mill starts to go. So now, big oil money is starting to look at who's our next coach. Who's the person we're going to swipe away? Well, we could go towards that young, promising coach over at Oregon, who apparently you can just, you know, pick their coaches off the tree and at any point, they'll just abandon and uh, de- destroy their fan base. So the, that's the rumors. Now, the rumors a lot of the time is literally Lanning? Just, yeah, landing, Lanning. I mean, look what he's done here. First season, he got us to 10 wins but immediately. This year, he may get us to the playoffs. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> I think he's committed to us for five years. There's no way, I mean, okay, here's all I mean, I'm... There's what, we've said this before. <laughs> here, look, this is why it would break my heart if it was true, is because okay. he said out loud, I want my kid to have a childhood somewhere. Yeah. He doesn't want to keep moving him. He was moving every two years. That's mm-hmm. where we are now. I
0: don't see him doing it. I guess If he did not it, it, this... it would break my heart, because it's the kid, man. A lot of this, you did bring this up when when you said, I remember that. Um, a lot of this is truly can be just like the way they announce our interest in a coach is literally just being like, "Oh, there's some, there's some rumor that you know," and they leak that out into the press. And well, that it's because
1: there. the truth, not a rumor, is that we have the best fucking coach in the
0: league. <laughs> we have and the best coach. There's a lot of agent play here, you know, where... Agent play. Sometimes the coach's agent will be like, yeah, let's get this rumor out there. Like, sometimes they won't even be offered a job, but they'll leak it out that it's like... Oh, and then you're oh, like, you need to pay me more. This. Yeah, you need to pay me more. So there's a lot of politics like that. Yeah. But, um, as and as you remember, there comes a point when these rumors start happening and then the press inevitably go to the coach and they ask... Hey, are you are you staying or are you going? Or have you heard about this rumor? Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is you get someone like Willie Tagger, who would literally he was. It was just obvious as hell, like the fact his refusal to even answer the question a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, to not say yes or no, and then to like get angry, to get defensive out of nowhere. Yeah, like he would. Just, he would be a lot of like that's abusive Why do you keep husband that? type shit. Yeah. Oh yeah gaslighting. Uh, just being like why are you asking me that? Why do you ask me that every week? I told you an answer. The answer that I said was the answer that I said. Like stuff like that. Yeah. The other one is just like kind of Cristobal's kind of being like we're not going to worry about that. I'm not going to worry about that. We're worried about football. Like just reverting it only to football, not addressing it stuff like that. Um this is what Lanning said and it got a lot of people He's already been asked he oh he was asked immediately because oh, you're gonna be asked. Fuck. And so once you're, I thought we had time. Once you're asked, it's that first. It's the responses that are a bit telling sometimes. Oh boy, here's what he said. Let me. Peer. I guess the reality here is one. My name and our program would never been a topic of conversation for another school if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. You're right, the motherfucker. The reason why we have something here. That everybody else wants is because of what our players, our That's coaches, right. the support that yep. exists here in Oregon have created. Yep. I think I've really, uh, I think I've been really, really clear here yep. since day one. Everything I want exists right here. Woo! I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite here in Oregon. Mm. And we have the resources, the tools. Anybody that can understand why you would want to be here, this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here, right? Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old to be able to raise our family and a community like this, to be able to compete for championships and have the ability to get the resources you need, you know a lot of coaches hang on to these moments, and they don't do anything or don't. Oh, yeah, this was the best. This was like, (laughs) brother, he's talking, I'll give you 10 years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is, this is really good. This is him literally talking about, and I'm not even selling how like assured he was. Oh my God. This fucking guy. He knew. So this is, this next line is him knowing what I was talking about of like fans expect, like when they're asked the question, you can immediately tell when a coach is gone. Yeah, like w- when when they like dodge the question, when they don't answer, or when they're well, like he's fighting got for more tough money. Dad voice on. This is what he said, uh, and he's talking when he says the moment. He's talking about the moment when a coach is asked this question, and then they're like thinking of like, what exactly do I say? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments, and they don't do anything or don't say anything. One because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else. Two, because they're concerned about things I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. I'm taken care of extremely well here in Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by, by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite this here,
1: motherfucker.
0: Oh my so god,
1: dude! Said
0: every absolutely everything you want to hear. That being said, he could be gone in a no, week. No, fuck you. Like,
1: Fuck that yeah. is, He's not going
0: anywhere. <laughs> that is the most assured I've ever heard oh. a coach answer that. No, um, look. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
1: Oh, uh, he's, he's, he's building a storyline that exactly. is so, like, heroic. This man is on a bullet train to greatness, I feel like. There you go. In three years, we're going to be laughing at how easy it is for us to do whatever we want as a team. You know what I mean? We're going to be like, Bama? What? Who gives a shit? Bama who? What? Georgia, huh? Huh? Meanwhile, Huskies are going to be like, Amazon... Daddy weft us, and we don't have any money
0: no more. We can't do yeah. nothing. <laughs> that's not us with Phil Knight when he dies, that's for sure. Yeah. This guy right here got the little
1: bravo. <sighs> yes. I mean, it looks more like Larry David, but, you know. yeah. What do I know?
0: What is the deal with us not beating Washington? <laughs> um, Aaron, we got hmm. some basketball to talk about. And for many, I mean, that means a lot of things to a lot of people. But to me, it means I get to play this intro. (laughs) Now, we're still very early in the season, and this is the second game for both teams. So there's not too much to talk about, really. Um, but we can skim through a lot of this. So I'll tell you. Uh, start with the men's team. Okay, men's team still beaten up quite a bit. Uh, as you know, we had like like Mookie and Shellstad. They're still they're they're the two promising young freshmen, elite talent that uh, are sidelined for, I believe it was Mookie till at least like beginning of December and yep. then shell st- Shel said we were not quite sure when but probably sooner than that most likely. Yep. And they'll they'll be welcome additions to the team, but right now we're we're rolling with who we got. Not only that, but against Montana, who was our second opponent of the season, we were actually out Zarzuela, uh who was a starter, and then Enfali Dante. Mm. He is sitting out. It doesn't sound like it's a serious thing. It sounded like from the get, because as you remember, in week one, Dana Altman was already like, we're not sure if Dante's really going to play in this game. He right. did play. He played pretty big minutes. He he was really solid, honestly. Supposedly, for, week two, for game two, they were like, we're a little concerned. We're going to rest him. His knees kind of is not feeling a hundred percent. Fuck. Um. And but it's but no boot or anything. He says that he'll he should be ready for the next game. It's just a, it's a, supposedly it's just to kind of get him back to hundred percent, like he's healing. So that's good to hear. It's not like a long term thing. You always got to be cautious with, Enfali Dante in his injuries. Like he's a great player, but yeah he's had some some rough luck in both legs, honestly, so we had two starters out against Montana, which maybe explains the slow start Aaron because at half we were tied thirty seven to thirty seven which is not where you want to be against a big sky opponent right um we were one of ten, I believe from our first uh our first ten three point shots, so They were not going down for us whatsoever. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Montana went on a little run right at the end of the half, and so suddenly it was tied. But in the second half, we responded well, mainly due to a couple of the new starters, uh, Kwame Evans Jr., the big man, the, the young man, and then Brennan Rigsby, Who's really been coming along? You always need that scrappy white guy on the team, right? <laughs> you need like one. Uh, he has been. <laughs> you don't always. I mean, but I'm not going to touch that. Uh, I'm not going to touch that subject. <laughs> he has been a very so- like. I'm very excited about Brendan Rigsby. I kind of am like, let's keep him a starter. Let's keep this good energy going because he has been fun to watch. Um, he went four of nine from the floor, three of four from three-point range which is what we desperately needed to pull ourselves out of this one right did and then not only that but nate biddle um central point oregon yes that's right the other big man we got the the two towers basically yeah and folly dante we got nate biddle also got um evans but still so nate biddle went out there had a solid game seven to fourteen Two of four from three, which is pretty good for a big man. That's awesome. And 17 points total, he led the team. Uh, We had, like, five double-digit scorers, which is good to see. And uh, in the end, I mean, the stuff we really need to clean up. I think our three-point shooting is not bad. 30%, 7 of 23. That's not, like, totally our game, but we need it to be there. And So 30% ain't bad. 41% from the floor. That would be nice to clean up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Dante was out there, that probably would be the real big one that you got to circle. Which, which you yourself went out there and proved how hard it can be. Um, free throws, man. <sighs> Fucking free throws. Yeah, sixteen of twenty-eight, which ends up being fifty-seven percent. Like, <laughs> man, that, that's we're not. S- it's
1: not the worst. That's bad.
0: That's bad. It's a free shot, man. <sighs> no one's guarding you. It's right there. Fifty. We need. To I guess that's the that thing
1: you should have on lockdown.
0: I mean, kind of. Yeah. It's the free. It's the thing that's like. It's not going to get easier than the free throw. Well, maybe you know, maybe, know I mean? like, you know,
1: maybe a, a layup. Maybe we're just in that part of the coaching phase where you're just not really focused on getting them to shoot. You know what I mean? You're just like. <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe they're in one.
1: the footwork part of the training program you know they're doing the footwork part right now so they're missing shots because they're not really focusing on shooting
0: you know <laughs> coaching wise that's got to be one of the more frustrating three things okay because you can say okay here's the correct form to shoot a free throw practice that and then they either practice that and maybe they are practicing it really hard and <laughs> what if they keep not happening what if they keep not going down what i mean else do you do i watch go practice more there was i watched
1: a video of this kid like in a little gym where there was like a whole shield that he had to shoot over oh, and then like uh you know so it was like a range arc yeah it was like reinforcing nice. your arc and i'm like why not just do that with these kids everybody gets Maybe their they own do. Stand in um, a line, everybody gets their own goal, and you just I don't know.
0: Well, the other thing is you go you know, in the NBA you have people some people that can't hit the free throw. Right. And it's like that's that's the highest level of basketball. They get paid so much money. They desperately want to win and even well, those players who are inarguably great basketball players can't hit the free throw. But
1: hasn't it been Said, and i feel like we're maybe veering a little too far away but it has been said right that the nba uh is not what it once was it is very showman shippy and uh
0: you're like the fundamentals They're yeah the
1: fundamentals. like the game the game itself is kind of derailed into just well, celebrities on people a are court. better
0: shooters now than they were in the past in the nba like larry bird michael jordan Scottie well, I'm not Pippen, specific. Charles Barkley. I, 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 yeah, our superstars are more accurate than those players. Literally, LeBron is a here. more accurate <laughs> basketball player than fucking Michael Jordan. Doctor J, Magic yeah. Johnson.
2: Yes, these I are the greatest of saying.
0: all time. I'm saying average. The average oh. players are better shooters than the average players back then.
1: That's so intriguing. Okay. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know we how suck to at three. It. I mean, we suck at free throws. We suck at it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it comes down to. And it may bite us in the butt, but we're winning <laughs> well, even with, like, so many injuries, so many key injuries. I mean, now. look. That makes me feel good. It does seem like. By the way, f- we won 75 to 61 against Montana. So we okay, really good. pulled it out. Yeah.
1: I will say, it does seem like a fairly regular. Uh, type of gameplay that when mm-hmm. the winding minutes are falling off the, cl- the final minutes or if you know like winding down yeah uh that you if you can't afford it you kind of just start uh fouling foul. your opponent yeah. because you know that they won't be able to make those points and you're up exactly. by four so it's better to have them where they you know that
0: <laughs> i mean that, makes a yeah. lot of games A lot closer if you can the the hack a shack strategy. I don't know. I don't know that I'm concerned about it yet, right? I'm not. I mean, no, not right now. Okay, right now we're playing with house money. Like we are injured. We're playing against worse teams. Uh Even if we lose, it's like it's early basketball. We're one loss does not mean you know that much. You know, though, it doesn't feel awesome though to to have. Yeah. Anyway, okay. We'll I hate we'll starting see. off as a loser, so I'm glad we won. We haven't. Yeah, two and zero. Um, up now. Ne- I mean, and we got next game is still in Eugene against Tennessee mm. State. Okay. That's a team again that we should. We should win by double digits. Same with against Florida a- A&M, even though they're, it's in Tallahassee and Florida A&M has really taken I forget whether they beat us or not, but I remember having a very close game against them. Funny. Uh, though, again, we should beat them by double digits, but that's a good road test. And then we got uh, the Emerald Coast Classic that we'll be playing in, and there's some possibility for better competition. So there you have it uh okay. men's basketball good start so far besides all the injuries and the free throws but improving hey here's improving you know how uh football
1: players like linemen and such will always have those knee braces on and that yeah. kind of extra gear is there an mm-hmm. equivalent to that in basketball to help these kids not just get completely wrecked all yeah, the time yeah i'm sure
0: there i'm sure there is but it seems like i don't see knee braces that often in basketball and maybe it's because Like while they're on the court, maybe it's because um, metal on wood moving too much, or yeah, they're like we don't want to hurt the court. I mean, they're not; Uh
1: nobody is wearing massive amounts of padding. Plus, I'm assuming it's restrictive in movement.
0: I think it's the restrictive thing.
1: But you Uh, think they uh, would have some kind of thin. Like, you know, robot type material that could just form around your knee. I
0: think they, I've, I've seen like basically what you would see, like a band or something like that over it, like, but no, no metal whatsoever. in there just to kind of, I think it's for circulation kind of thing. Yeah. It
1: just needs to be like like spandex and the same type of material that the uh, stormtroopers suit is, you know, just like a nice plastic. Honestly, we should just be wearing football pads out there. Wouldn't Dude, hurt? yeah. And instead of it being a um hoop, yeah. you have to uh kick field the football. Goal. Yeah, field goal. Yeah. <laughs> honestly,
0: it should be longer too. It should be a we bigger be, field We should be playing this thing on a hundred yards. Yeah, exactly. we're gonna need at least a hundred yards. <laughs> and I don't know about the shape of this ball either, honestly. No. Makes, oblong. makes too much sense. It needs to be oblong, oblong is better. Oblong. Like yeah. let's see
1: if we can try and flatten this one and then that's the shape we want. Yeah. And five people
0: on the court? Come on. Double that and add one.
1: Person. Well, we have, if we're going bigger field,
0: we might as well fill up the field with more people. We got to fill up the field. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. What do you want to call um, this game? Uh, Well, you use your foot in it about 2% of the time. Yeah. So maybe something based around that. But yeah, it is all about kicking the ball. It's all about kicking the ball. <laughs> as Camden Lewis is. I wish he would have hit that field goal. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I could say the exact same thing.
1: I'd feel a lot more comfortable about this team. If I
0: could say the same, I could say the same thing. All I care. This is where I'm at with, with, with field goal, with college field goal kickers. Like anything in my head, if it's 30 yards, that needs to be guaranteed sure anything past thirty yards I'm like it's all right if you don't get it but if you you know any anything over thirty yards well I'm the like, extra wow, you're the, a good kicker the extra point is twenty five yards away uh no i I kind of forget I definitely should I don't think it is that because it's only ten yards from the end from the end zone I kind of forget the end zone with, is like, what another point. 10 maybe? I think you do like five yards or something like that like well, where do you start uh kick the point after this is definitely something I should know but yeah uh, uh
1: we'll ask Day. I assume he's coming today
0: yes, uh, he is. uh we got some women's basketball okay already, yeah great please. thank
1: you because I was about yes, to sir. derail us completely talking about extra points
0: I think 30 is
1: too low I think 35 should be the minimum uh, and I think any reputable kicker should be able to be to feel confident at 42, and that's all I have to say about that.
0: All right, well, then maybe our kicking game has never been on point at Oregon. Oh no, but, Is 42 you know, it's 42, really high, dude. Uh, I mean, it isn't really right. High, it feels but like
1: it's your gig, dude. 54. Now we're starting to push the ceiling of like
0: you a good kicker, bro. 54. You want to try that? He has uh, – uh, I don't know. I just want consistency from, like, the gimmies. Uh, apparently, you start at the yeah. 15-yard line. Look at you. You're completely correct. Yeah. I don't know that's... why I was so – I'm so off. So I you see, see that what all I mean? the time, and yet I had no idea. Aaron, as for women's basketball. Yes, sir. We went against the University of Arkansas – I watched this game, and I still can't remember. Oh, Pine Bluff. Well, that's right. I have no idea what that means. Pine oh, yes, Bluff's town. There you go. So we'll it's the University
1: it of Arkansas in Pine Bluff. It's, like, it's probably in, like a medical branch. In Pine Bluff. Yeah, I bet. They're
0: not very good, and it's we fine. beat them. That being said, this was, the, this was like the most notable thing, I would say. Um, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, took it to Oregon State. Like, that was a game. At halftime, I think they even led. Like, they scored quite a few points, like in the 40s or something, against Oregon State, who's maybe not a great team this year. But that being said, that was their game before. But when they played against Oregon, Oregon is attempting to be a defense first team. Right. Yes. We held them, uh, or we outscored them 43 to 19 at the half. And in the first quarter, we were we outscored them seventeen to four, held them to just four points. Well, you
1: know what they say: the uh, best defense is offense. A good offense. That's right. (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) Well, let's look into that offense then. Uh, Kennedy Williams, as we all know, we had that very unfortunate (sighs) injury to who was supposed to be our starter. So now Kennedy Williams is popping in there. Okay, and she did very well. I don't know why I'm suddenly off the page. Um, basically, I think. Oh, what really helped us out is because we we don't need to be a three point shooting team like we used to be with with the UNESCO era, right? We don't have to be that. We're we're trying. We're actively trying not to be that team. Right? It would be nice if we could, but we don't have the horses for it. However, we still need to be able to hit the three we need to keep defenses honest you know
1: yeah i'm not gonna go into it we know where i feel abandon the three
0: focus on the layup (laughs) yeah you want to play truly old school yeah let's get old school baby well we didn't abandon the three but we we certainly aren't hitting it like we used to however chance gray uh absolutely fantastic she hits. God damn! Why is this taking so fucking long to load? Sorry, listeners. It's okay. Um, we'll wait. It's fine. So Chance Gray, yes, sir. Six three pointers, six of eleven, which is pretty damn good. When That's you're great. That many, and especially in like the first half, I do believe she was. I think she hit all of them. <laughs> uh, so she she really helped us separate early on. Um, even B- Sophia Bell, who's a young player for us, a young wing, she hit three three-pointers, her first college three-pointers there. And um, Kennedy Williams had a really good start. Uh, well, she, she put in some good minutes. She Offensively, she didn't do that well. But mm-hmm. defensively, I think she held her own. Grace Van Sluten got 19 points. Chance Gray finished with 20. Um Filipino uh, Che got 11 rebounds, as did Grace Van Sleuten. And that's really going to be a big part of if the Ducks can win or not, is if those two can dominate the boards. Right. Because that is some height that a lot of people aren't going to be able to really compete against. And I think that's what happened here. We shot 50% from the floor. That's good. 47% from three. That's also really good, honestly. Hey, sixty-nine percent from the free throw line. Oh, we were the men's were
1: fifty-four percent from free throw line. Yeah, yeah. Or fifty-two. So I would or whatever. still,
0: I still want those. It needs to be. It would be nice if it was like eighty percent. Yeah, but uh, maybe I'm asking. Maybe I'm Look. asking for too much.
1: You know, it's like I've been saying the whole time, uh they really mm-hmm. need to focus in on the 3 because as you <laughs> can like see, it. Oh. Whenever <laughs> they when they focus on the 3, they start making real points on the board. So, That's I, right. I I applaud them attacking the three-pointer. I think they should be doing more of it. You've always I've said never that.
0: thought differently. Um They're killing it out held, there. We held them to 31% from the floor, which maybe those are the numbers you should be focusing more on with this team is like what are we holding them to? Right. You know how? What are what are we messing up for them? Are we taking away their best uh, asset of the game? You know, right. they're a really good three pointer shooter, uh, three point shooting team. Are we shutting that down? If they're really good at taking into the paint, is Filipina Che having a good game? Uh, are we getting a bunch of blocks or something like that? So I don't know. I, I've enjoyed watching this team. Who's Grand in charge Canyon. of um? Who's in charge of that?
1: Do we, is there like
0: a defensive coach or coordinator like in? Fo- there's assistant. Uh, there's assistant coach. They kind of treat it all in the since it's such a f- free flowing game, back and forth. They don't necessarily. They probably have some assistant who's like, we want you to focus, especially with these players, mm-hmm. on their this part of their defensive game or something like that. Got and it. There's probably that, but there's not like a defensive coordinator.
1: The yeah. fluidity of the game doesn't allow for such strict, uh, mm. granular titles.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> Don't put your labels on me, bro. Yeah.
1: I'm going to make a movie about a, uh orchestra conductor that mm-hmm. ends up going to see the New York Knicks and okay. falls in love with the game and becomes a head coach. And he conducts them much like, you know, the... He like this because it's all fluid. He sees the fluidity of it and he can, yeah, it's going to be great. It'll have I Tony think... Danza. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Striking while the iron's hot with Tony Danza. That's Why? Smart. What's
1: going yeah. on with him?
0: I was joking. Nothing. Oh. Absolutely nothing.
1: <laughs> I think I said Tony Danza, but I meant Ted Danson.
0: Ted Danson's more like, yeah, he's. His career is still going strong. Because
1: I want it to be a Ted Danson, Whoopi Goldberg reunion
0: basketball movie. Oh, get them back together. Yeah. Maybe he could wear his famous blackface that he wore at that roast to Ooh. honor her. <laughs> Ooh, I don't remember that. Maybe we don't need to broach it. Let's let Anyways. sleeping
1: dogs lie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, bro.
0: Um, <laughs> so up next for women's basketball is uh, Grand Canyon, which shouldn't be a problem, in Phoenix, Arizona. And then Santa Clara and Eugene Oregon. Let's see what happens. Let's keep so far um, Arkansas Pine Bluff has scored the most amount of points on us. that is 60. Let's attempt to make sure nobody gets 69 points on us. Let's see if that is possible. as the great James Foss said, versus 69 usually wins. so let's let's That's make right. sure no one gets that mark. Let's Philosopher see how long Voss that can last. It has
1: come true almost every single time. For real. That's true. But anyway. Anyways,
0: Aaron, I believe we have a commercial we got to hit. Okay. And then we need our dear, dear friend, Hithliday, to jump on the podcast. But if you've come this far... Why don't you follow us on YouTube, Quack 12 Podcast YouTube. Not only that, we got a Patreon if you'd like to help support this fine show. For five measly dollars a month, you get hundreds of hours of duck-themed entertainment. And if you're a cheapskate, why don't you go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, leave a comment, helps other people find the show.
1: Aaron? And uh, we're on social media, Twitter, and TikTok, so uh, go
0: look up at Quack 12 Podcast. I think it's you, true. Aaron, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron, hate to say it, but the time machine is broken.
1: I mean, this whole thing was running off the power of your cell phone, and obviously, when we hit 1894, there's no longer cell service or Wi-Fi connection. So,
0: not gonna lie, I did not think this through. God almighty, Adam, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, we're in Eugene, Oregon in 1894. We could check out the very first duck game. Maybe it's a good thing.
1: No, it's not good. Look, we've already been here for about five days, and the very first thing I learned living in Eugene, Oregon, is that shows have been banned that are quote-unquote unchaste and demoralizing. And that's kind of the only kind of content we know how to make, dude.
0: We can review every duck season as it happens. Even the children here are freaky. Then post it on the Quack 12 Patreon in the future. I mean, it's just
1: really hard to not spoil, you know, tragic national events.
0: Imagine it, a weekly show dedicated to Oregon football history with two charismatic time-traveling stoner hosts. We
1: live in the most expensive house in Eugene, and it's a fucking shack.
0: And the most beautiful thing about it, we can charge them a measly five bucks in the future, and when we get it in the past, we'll be freaking millionaires comparatively. And I'm talking robber baron status, baby. Adam,
1: I make bugs fight in a shoebox just to simulate television.
0: All listeners would have to do is go to patreon.com slash quack12 and sign up for hundreds of hours of duck entertainment.
1: But the hooch is good. In fact, it's kind of got me wanting to try my, my own hand at it.
0: That's right. For a measly $5 a month, that's patreon.com slash quack12. Now let's go watch them lemon yellows give those hay seeds what for. And keep your eye
1: out for Dr. Schroeder's blueberry wine.
0: And we are back on quack. Quack, quack. Oh, wait. We were so excited about basketball. We forgot to talk about football. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look, oh my God,
1: there's a lot dude. happening now. The episodes are getting longer. I'm learning to lean back into it and just enjoy the ride more. So mm-hmm. if we got to, you know, if we got to take our time to cover the whole thing, that's fine. We'll eventually get to football. It is. The core of the show, after all.
0: I would say that, too. And you can't <laughs> neglect the core. That's what I say to myself That's... every time Brother, I'm at the gym. As a 41-year-old man who has done nothing <laughs> but neglect the core, mm-hmm. I have to tell mm-hmm. you, it's tough getting your back. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. When I look at you, I haven't seen a weaker core than when I saw the core in movie theaters. Wow, you remember that movie? I do remember when, that movie. When they go to their score, yeah, wasn't very good. Wasn't a very good. Movie. Was that a Brendan Fraser movie? No, you're thinking of Journey to the Middle of the oh, Center shit, of the Earth. Mean? Maybe was it Land of the Lost or something like that? No, The Core. Maybe it was with Aaron Eckhart. I think it was. Oh, that guy. Where they literally Yeah I got it right here The core is a 2003 movie So Adam G.M. Was but a 13 year old G.J. Qualls Was in that movie Hilary Swank Stanley Tucci Kind of a stacked cast Actually Um D.J. Qualls Who was that Delroy is the one black character in the cast, and of course, he uh, sacrifices himself for the greater good. So that doesn't age wonderfully. DJ Qualls was the dude who was in like the new guy. He was a he's a very s- slender skinny, man, frail. He's a very slender man. <laughs> he's very um, slender that movie's man. not very good. Yeah, he um, Richard Jenkins in it. He's a general. Anyways, DJ we, Qualls again, plays a general. No, 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 no. Richard Jenkins. Oh,
1: does. okay. The dad Let's and stepbrothers. Let's,
0: okay, look, we got to talk we, about football. We forgot about, yeah, about football. Yeah, we can't
1: okay. tease football in this. start talking about road trips starring DJ Qualls and it's true.
0: Tom Green. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, Aaron. Aaron Schroeder. I went to the Adam. USC Adam Cioe. I had a blast. Yeah, you did. It was overall a good game, and then the refs came in and fucked it up. But uh, we had someone who was watching very, very closely, probably closer than I was, and I was there. Hithleday of addicted to quack. How you doing, Hithleday? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. I was at the game, man. I saw. I got in the shrinkinator. We don't got to go into it, but uh, crazy shit. Um. Well, we wanted to give you an option, a wide option of what to talk about. Do you want to talk about the meaning and the glory of the Heisman Trophy, or Ooh. would you like to talk about how the refs screwed us over in this last game? Interesting. Uh, breaking Boy. down each individual penalty. Which one would you like to start off with?
3: I, uh, I as, as you know, I hate both of those uh, conversations. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, look, the— I mean, regarding the officiating, it, it's a team sport. That's why I hate discussing the Heisman. I, I also hate motivated reasoning, which is you know any Heisman yeah. conversation is replete with that. Like people just picking up whatever stat they care about in that moment. Like, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I hate that. Officiating like affects the game, you know, and it the the reason that it affects it. Like, okay, you can you can break penalties down into like, three basic categories. It's more complex than that, really. But, like, okay, so procedural stuff, you know, your false starts, your your illegal formations, that sort of stuff, you know, whatever. There, There's also, like, the, you know, the real dumb stuff, the personal fouls, you know, like, the the pushing and shoving after a play and face mask and stuff, all, also sort of whatever. But, like, the stuff that uh, about the, like, the actual mechanics of a play, like the advantage fouls. So I'm primarily mm-hmm. talking about, like, holding and pass interference, where it's, like... It's how you play the game, right? Like, if you get, you're supposed to block and you're on, and you're supposed to defeat that block. And if you, like, if you lose your block, you're going to hold in order to keep that dude from getting to the quarterback and maybe, maybe hurting him, right? And, mm-hmm. and so the ref needs to award that play to the defense for having won. Uh, you know, when that hold occurs, you know, and on the, the other way for like pass interference, you're supposed to defeat the coverage. And if you defeat the coverage, uh, you know, that dude is probably going to try to interfere with you to avoid giving up a giant, you know, pass. Uh, and so the ref is supposed to reward you, you know, by throwing that flag by to acknowledge that you defeated the coverage. Right. And so if the ref mm-hmm. fails to do their job you know in that way uh you know by throwing or not flowing throwing the flag as appropriate then they've sort of defeated the purpose of the game right like by not acknowledging who actually won that play and so mm-hmm. you know bad the thing about bad officiating is that while it's true that in that in games between two evenly matched teams like when wazoo plays cal bad mm-hmm. officiating doesn't matter because it's gonna when, because it, w- it's going to wa- come come out in the wash, right? You know, like, all the bad flags and bad non-flags, when two, like, equally good or equally bad or equally mediocre teams play, all the bad flags and bad non-flags are going to come out in the wash because, like, they're going to defeat blocks or not defeat blocks. They're going to defeat coverage or not defeat coverage at an equal rate throughout the game. And so it doesn't really, you know, ultimately, uh, in each individual play in which an unjust penalty or non-penalty occurs like is individually painful but in the aggregate at the end of the day it all sort of washes out but when you have like an inferior team playing in a superior team then bad officiating disproportionately hurts the superior team i don't have to explain that right you know like because the better team winning is not going to have the rules enforced as they should and so like that's why in this season when Oregon has a championship caliber team I don't need to explain that either right and they're like blowing every team out uh Mm -hmm. you know like the bad officiating that is replete throughout the Pac-12 and which I don't generally enjoy talking about is that much more painful because like every every time that they're held on the defensive line and that flag doesn't occur is a win that doesn't get to be acknowledged. You know, every time that they defeat coverage and the defensive pass interference flag isn't thrown, that's a win that doesn't get to be acknowledged or, you know, or the other way around. Like every time that they've, you know, effectively defended a receiver and they have a flag thrown on them that they shouldn't have, that's a, I gotta, you know, I gotta say, well, they, you know... A fifteen-yard penalty and a first down was given, you know, and yet, you know, et cetera. So, like
0: that that's When Terrence what, Ferguson spins the ball; it's not acknowledged. Well, if you well really fortunately,
3: those dead guys. balls, I don't have to. Yeah, and that only gets
0: officiated on the, or or enforced
3: on the kickoff, which I don't care about. But like, anyway, the like the the, thi, the, the that's the frustrating thing is that the better team. You know, when there is a mismatch between opponents as what happened in this game where Oregon was clearly superior team, which is like very clear when you control for garbage time, which like the entire fourth quarter was like when you when you eliminate garbage time and like boy that fourth quarter was garbage time holy cow was it garbage <laughs> time like it was very very super obvious that it was garbage time I mean not just like the fact that there was a massive score differential like a 22 point score differential for you yeah. know just you know as soon as Bucky Irving crossed the goal line in the first play of the fourth quarter it was a 22 point score differential which every advanced statistical system uses as the discriminator but also like you could look qualitatively at the way that they play where like USC is in total desperation passing mode, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. and you and Oregon is playing like their defense is, you know, playing back in zone, you know, and on the other side of the ball, Oregon is sort of in clock killer mode and USC is trying to rake the ball like every they're they're playing for turnovers, right? If you look at the way that they're USC is playing pass defense and you look at the way that they're playing when they're going to tackle, they're giving up extra yards because they're trying to rake the ball for turnovers because they know right. that getting mm-hmm. turnovers is the only way they're getting back in the game. Um, like all of those are all classic quality qualitative hallmarks of garbage time or the mere fact like it was frustrating that the refs threw that that phantom dpi call on fourth down but the mere fact that usc threw the ball deep on fourth and long from their own whatever Mm -hmm. it was 35 like even if i didn't know what the uh what the uh, uh time in the game and the 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 score was if you just told me the down and distance in the field position and the play call was, I would say, oh, that's a desperation heave on fourth and long. This must be a garbage time desperation drive. And sure enough, you know, it is right. Like all,
0: like those that the entire fourth quarter is garbage time. It deserves to be excluded. Once you exclude it, like if Caleb Williams connected on. Well, he did connect. But if somehow that two point conversion would have converted would you still is there any way we'd be like well there's a moment we were no, no longer in garbage time because no because all it was of that one score no game. no
3: because all of that is still because once the garbage time qualifier hits they can't once it's 22 points in the first fourth quarter like yeah. they can't win like even if they get it down to one point like okay so this game is decided by nine points right Mm -hmm. if they had hit that two-point conversion that would mean that it was seven points in order for them to win they would have had to get the 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 onside kick and then score another touchdown right which good luck we're talking about (laughs) fantastically improbable events right that's why Mm -hmm. that's why you know 22 points in the fourth quarter it's because it, it, it would require them scoring twice, hitting two point conversions, hitting on side kicks. Oregon never scoring right, like all of the, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would like such a fantastically improbable string of events would need to occur for them to win that, like, even though mathematically it's not impossible for for it to happen, you just say like it's garbage time. And so, even though like many of them did because of sloppiness and officiating, like whatever like the fact that it got to be you know somewhat close again is irrelevant that it happened due to qualitatively different and non-representative gameplay and therefore it is wholly appropriate to exclude it now i'll still save the tape and it'll probably make it a a, an off-season project to examine stuff because like about a third of all snaps that oregon's played this year have been garbage Mm. time snaps that's like that's like a healthy (laughs) yeah that's like a healthy amount of meat that's like yeah that's mm. like meat on the ham bone that like you save and make soup with later, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'll probably hand that off to the intern to write an article about. Um, of course. But uh, 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 which I don't know if you're like me, like uh, when I when I make when I roast a ham, that's actually what I'm looking forward to most is making soup with it, you know, like like mm. a split <laughs> pea soup or like a like a ham bone soup with like fried cabbage. Anyway, um, hell yeah. The uh, the the. The, so, yeah, once you exclude garbage time, like, oh, my God, this was a molly whopping.
0: Like, um, I y- realize we've almost gotten to the point where every episode for the past couple of weeks, you've given us a little bit of cooking instruction. <laughs> yeah. We almost have like, like a full cookbook here. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe I'm just hungry when
3: you have me on in the morning. It's usually <laughs> yeah. I eat breakfast. like I, I go for my run and then I record with you and then I eat breakfast. like and should eat First, yeah. Um, <laughs> The, uh, yeah, no, uh, once you exclude garbage time, yeah, it's very clear. It's just a, a total, you know, Oregon ran him out of the building, which, like, yeah, I Oregon's so. got to be used to fighting a two-front war, you know, with the way the officiating is going. um You know, the, the U.S. military's policy is they have to be able to fight and win a war on two fronts against two different great powers simultaneously, which, like, USC and the Zebras, two different great powers. um No joke, man. Uh, <laughs> no joke.
0: And it, and, and it really felt like... Caleb Williams was having to do yeah. Caleb Williams shit oh, yeah. to keep this conceivably... Yeah. 59%
3: close. of all nar- non-garbage time uh, yards that USC gained in this game uh, mm-hmm. came off of scrambles. Came off of six wow. scramble plays that oh, wow. Caleb Williams... Yeah, yeah, 60, 60% of their offense is just Caleb Williams making shit up. And, like, that's including their entire designed rushing offense, right? Like, mm-hmm. their entire designed rushing offense, their entire designed passing offense, mm-hmm. 40% of their yards. Six broken pass plays where Caleb Williams makes something up, 60% of their plays. Uh, Oregon yeah. Oregon forced a sack, scramble, or throw away on uh, 56% of USC's dropbacks. Which is, I have literally in my life, I've never seen the number go over fifty percent, um, <laughs> like in, in a single game. Um, now I think it, it, enough of those happened where I think Caleb Williams sort of welcomed it. You know, like he he wasn't like, oh boy, I, you know, I at first like like I'm I'm just immediately doing this, but it was like. Any sign of trouble. He was like, oh, screw this. I'm out of here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like as well, he might, you know, because like he was calling the game better than Lincoln Riley, oh, that's tongue in cheek The the like <laughs> he, he wasn't really. Um, and in fact, actually, in my article, I talk about some of the stuff that Lincoln Riley was doing, especially like he he went back into his playbook and on the first play of each drive for four different drives, mm-hmm. he pulled out a run play that they either had hadn't run in weeks Or had never run Hmm. like there was a bunch of like really fun and like there like I put a I put one in my article I didn't want to put all of them in because I was like I this isn't really representative and they weren't successful on all of them It was only like two of them Um, Mm -hmm. but like it was still interesting like it was really it was like because Lincoln Riley really is he designed some really interesting power blocked runs like I really do think maybe he's one of the best in the business maybe the best in the business at designing mm-hmm. power blocked runs and then RPOs off of them. Like I really genuinely think he's a fascinating and, and really awesome. Like I could geek out about Lincoln Riley schematic, like run game. And then RPOs off of that power run game for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I was really like that element of it. I mean, it was a small element of, of this game, but like, I was really cool. Um, and so when I just said, like, Kayla Williams is calling this game better than Lincoln Riley, I just instantly felt guilty about saying <laughs> that. Because, like, actually, it was, that was really cool. Um, and it's He's my, a patron, too. You know, yeah, he sure. He Anyway, like, but it just, it's just—it's just the reality, and it, it doesn't really have to do with Lincoln Riley. Frankly, it has to do with his offensive line, and his offensive line is not his fault. It's Clay Hilton's fault. That's—that's that's an inherited situation that he couldn't possibly repair in a year. He tried to repair it with you know a bunch of uh, uh, portal transfers, but as I have been spending years, you know, talking about Adam, as I'm sure you recall from the podcasts that we have done together, like it's just that—that's an impossible task. Portal-based offensive lines don't work. Um, you have to grow them organically. And he hasn't had the opportunity to grow his offensive line organically um, uh, because of how Clay Helton what Clay Helton did to him um, and, and so Oregon's defensive line which has been grown organically um, mm-hmm. you know d- just destroyed it like on every play just destroyed it. it is absolutely like I mean that's the defining fact of this game um, or one of two defining facts of this game the other uh, mm-hmm. and, and so just they couldn't run the ball Oregon held them to their season low in rushing and, and like and really if you recall from our conversation with Alicia like you know rushing was was usc's secret weapon like they're a very efficient run team but they couldn't do anything on the ground against oregon's defensive front um and if you read my article i will get a little deeper into like how exactly oregon played the run and then how they sort of trusted their defensive front like their defensive line i mean like just four dudes to stop both the run and the pass on their own and how that gave them advantage uh in in, or or when i say stop the run i'll and, and stop the pass i also what I mean by that is get into the backfield with a pass rush. Like, they weren't yeah. just blitzing constantly. Like, they did blitz a few times, but, like, really the, their pass rush most of the time was just rushing four. Um, and then they did lots of sims, you know, where it wasn't just the four, like, four dudes on the line. They, they, they'd mix it up. And, and I, I had a little bit of criticism. There was a couple sims that, that weren't working. But and beyond that, anyway, they, my, my, my point being that, like, that gave them an advantage because they could drop consistently drop seven into coverage which is what they needed to do to contain this passing offense mm. and was why another reason why williams was scrambling all right. the damn time because he couldn't just immediately find you know his outlet pass that's another thing if yeah. you read my article and look at the clips it's just like look he can't find anybody or he so can't find funny. his initial read he can't find his second read and oops the pass rush is in his face and that's mm-hmm. why he's taking so many sacks and that's why he's it was nice to see we it.
0: have the athletes yeah. to chase him down right. yeah right.
3: not just chase him down but cover all of his receivers And Oregon was really in the initial phase of the game was playing a ton of man, um, Mm -hmm. which like most teams don't have the athletes to just nut up and play man, you know, Um, dude. I'm talking. We're about to go three national championships in a row.
0: Three, yes. All right. <laughs> <Three>? <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs>
0: All right. I, what do you think of that? <laughs> no. I, I teased
3: and said just be just to to avoid leaving people hanging. I teased and said yeah. there were two salient facts about this game. One was that just the Oregon's defensive front. Uh, on its own was crushing usc's offensive line and if that is the case that like there's just nothing that the offense can do within structure and it has to be done out of structure by caleb williams which like he was doing his damnedest i mean like he's the scariest Mm -hmm. quarterback in college football because what he can do out of structure is incredible oh yeah um uh, uh, the other salient fact is on the other side of the ball, which is that um, USC's secondary, um, it, well, I mean, really their front as well, their front front is no great shakes, but their, their secondary is just so badly coached and developed that even with Alex Grinch's firing, there's just mm-hmm. nothing they can do about it in a the week. They're still badly coached and developed, and so, like, I mean, Oregon just shredded them. Yep. I mean, just like, I mean, shredded isn't like the, the line that's in my article is that they might as well not have been on the field. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, like, oh, man, here's the, here's the line from my article. The, the like, Oregon was averaging, in, in the passing game, they were averaging 10.1 yards per attempt adjusted. Now, he, 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 when I say adjusted, what I mean is I cap all gains for, for the purposes of ca- g- computing yardage average i cap all gains at 40 yards to to deal with field position effects um mm-hmm. uh it, that would take a, a while to explain um the, the but just i i treat you know even if you got 80 yards on the play i treat it as though it's a 40 yard gain sure um the the the, the if and so when i say 10.1 yards per Per pass attempt that's with treating all things as 40. If I remove that cap it's 14.4 <laughs> every time nice. Bo Nix threw the ball unadjusted he got 14.4
0: 4 yards that's awesome if and those two long uh, scores certainly helped right I like, mean right yeah off the bat.
3: which is like that's the so, so that, that's the salient and, and there's another one and then there's also a touchdown mm. that like that that's that plays also in my article the touchdown to Tez Johnson where like the safety just runs the wrong way yep and so he's mm. wide open now that one's only for 21 yards so I don't have to adjust it but like that would have been a touchdown from 80 yards or 60 yeah. yards yeah. or whatever <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) the safety runs the wrong way because he doesn't know what he's doing because no one's mm-hmm. ever coached him for a day he's ever been in college. And that's a super talented safety. That's I won't say his name cuz I don't want to embarrass him, but that's a super talented safety. That's a blue chip safety who has a million interceptions. He that guy was single-handedly keeping USC in business last year by getting a million interceptions. He's a very talented mm-hmm. human being, but he's never gotten a day's worth of coaching worth a damn in his life in Los Angeles because Alex Grinch was his safety coach and he runs the wrong way on that play and Tez Johnson gets to be more wide open than he's ever been in his life and Tez Johnson's been wide open Mm -hmm. a lot because he's a very talented receiver and so like you know that was the central you know Oregon has maybe the speediest receivers in this conference and USC has the worst secondary in this conference and so like I mean you can't with the one to 12 you know the biggest mismatch (laughs) that there could be and so like yeah, and so in the early phase of this game, you should break like in chess, we break it you know, the early game, the mid game and the end game. Well I exclude the end game because, you know, it's all over but the shouting. The mm. the the early game in which Oregon like jumps out to nineteen points because they're just wham wham wham, you yeah. know, immediate scores, right? And then the mid game is it's not exactly garbage time where they're sort of shutting it down exactly, but they're deliberately going on methodical drives. And so that's what the remainder of my the offensive section of my article is about is trying. I'm showing you clips in which Oregon is deliberately foregoing big plays in order to go on methodical drives because they're like. Guys, we want to go on nine play drives, which is what they yeah. do. Their first two drives are 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 like two plays and three plays and touchdowns. Right. Their next, the, the rest of the game, they have five, they have seven meaningful possessions before the game goes into garbage time. The first two are super fast scoring drives. The rest, the other five, they averaged nine plays a drive in which, as I document, they are deliberately foregoing big plays in order to march the field. Why? Because they're trying to keep the ball out of Caleb Williams' hands. Mm -hmm. They're deliberately going on methodical drives. So, like, that's the mid-game. That's the sort of methodical. So, it's like strategy, strategy. There is strategic consciousness which exists on this team, which I I do not. Most teams that I observe, certainly most teams in the Pac-12, do not possess strategic consciousness. They are just... They're at best tactical level consciousnesses. They are best, mm-hmm. at best, like I need to do whatever works because I at most have one thing that works. And so I've got to do it. I got to do the mm-hmm. thing. I got one tool.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, we Man, got one that, I can't wait to talk warhead. about ASU. <laughs> yeah. I can't. With Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to talk about that ASU UCLA game, by the oh, way. Oh, boy. Wait on that note Kenny uh, Dillingham that's a guy who like he doesn't have have, zero things he's got zero
3: (laughs) things so he like he started scrounging in the dirt and found some dirt and nails and rocks and broken glass and he's like I gotta make some stuff that dude's like the the a-team man he's like you lock that guy in a garage and he will build a tank out of a car and some sheet metal (laughs) like
0: it's fucking bad. I love that guy. I really do. I love that team. I've never been a bigger Sun Devil fan than this moment. Uh, anyways, this game, Oregon USC, which was, you know, uh, off-season projections was like this is the game. This is the game. The hm. attendance was great. I think they said it was like it was definitely like a top 10 attended game supposedly. <clears throat> um, the student section was there. The basically the entire damn time um, certainly sh- during shout, full like full attendance throughout the entire uh, stadium. Yeah,
3: that the that the touchdown yeah. that ended the game came right out of shout was mm-hmm. just albaccio. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it, it was fantastic, and and what a touchdown! And it was nice that Bucky Irving, you know, there's that moment where he he went to the sideline or yep, like, yeah, like oh no, oh no, went right back out there and just right down their throat, and it was. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic game. Like I, I don't know. I, I was definitely nervous. It wasn't, it wasn't so much nervous. It was more furious at the fucking refs. Right. But we don't have to talk yeah. anymore about that, I promise. Also, Heisman is bullshit. Why does it always go to the Q? It's like, it's really who's the best QB on the best team. Yeah, Br- really, Brandon Dorless right? for Heisman. How about that? Yeah, Let's sure. start that campaign. Why not? Why not? Bucky Irving. Throw him out there. Like, why not Bucky Irving? Especially if I forget the, the person they always talk about, the, the receiver at Ohio State. It's like, okay, well, Troy Franklin then. Why yeah. fucking not? We're not very far off, by the way, Aaron, hmm. uh, from a couple of uh big records broken for Troy Franklin, which would basically solidify him as the best receiver ever to play at Oregon. Really? Um, I, I think he needs, like, two touchdowns. Have the most single season touchdowns by a receiver, and then I believe he needs about ninety-one yards or something. Wow, for most yards in well, a single season, he's so, got that. He's got both. Knock That's on wood. Fucking amazing. It shouldn't be. Yeah, shouldn't be hard. That's easy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's easy. Nothing. Come on, I could do that. Two, Two touchdowns, touchdowns, ninety-one yards. The is going to get like another five against Arizona State or eight. Please, yeah. Over the next um, few games. Uh, Arizona State is the next one down in the desert at about one p.m., which is nice. Uh, it, it, we'll talk about Arizona State. We should win that game. Uh, <laughs> we will win say. that game. We <laughs> against it's the hope, bad so. guys
3: going up against the A team. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like it, it would be. I would. I would only. A <laughs> I would only applaud ASU at that point. It would. It would be such an amazing endeavor they pulled off. Uh, and then. And then Oregon State, which holy mm. shit, that could be a big one. Uh day do you have any more to talk about this game? Any other points that you want to uh, cover before we get into the picks? Uh, the
3: um, ah no no the this you know I, I'm glad the the game against Caleb Williams is in the, the rear rearview window uh, yeah. mirror. You know the the uh, the 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 thing is you know because there's a po- because if they lost this game, the way that the, the Pac-12 standings works is there's a possibility that 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 this game would come up again and like oh man like you know the the thing is Oregon's never going to play Caleb Williams again there's no way that he sticks around he's going to the NFL and um good for him which yeah good for him um that like totally and and like you know there are quarterbacks who are having more productive seasons than him that I would even say that there are quarterbacks who are better passers than him like pure pocket passers Um, Mm -hmm. And to the extent that you define a quarterback as like that's your central role as a pocket passer or maybe even the NFL wants, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, in 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 terms of that quality, like there's no player who terrifies me more like you can plan. You can plan for pocket passers, you know, like you can't you, you can you can design a defense to sort of understand, you know, because they have to play by rules the greatest swordsman in the land does not fear the second greatest swordsman he he fears the swordsman who who he has no idea what he's gonna do you know like the, you know the, the the Caleb Williams, oh my God, you have no idea what that dude is gonna do like you mm-hmm. you you know like I have an entire clip section in my article that's like you're not supposed to do that.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that, like the two-point conversion attempt. Like yeah, that was or something only he could do. Yeah,
3: or that you know, where it's like, "Hey, I know, I'll throw back across my body, across the middle of the field." You know, like this should be an interception, and so it's a first down. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be, like yeah. are you kidding me, dude? You know, so bonkers. like, yeah, no, it's not So like, oh, I'm real glad that Oregon doesn't have to play that dude again. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. to the extent that Oregon's gonna play somebody in the championship game where it's like yeah that you know they're they're scary but it's an offense that i can understand you know and to the extent that you can understand it you can defeat it like yeah,
0: yeah. my my super specific specific prediction of holding them to their season low of points was not far off man mm-hmm. which they's 20 against notre dame there, there's a universe where i could have gotten i could have gotten it but Apparently not. What, my
3: my prediction was more interceptions than passing touchdowns, which was
0: way wrong. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but uh hey, I got go. mine right. What was that? I <laughs> they mentioned uh they specifically mentioned uh adopted step brother. The phrase yeah. adopted they had said oh, it was oh, like yeah. the first thing well, that they said. Like, I mean it's a cool. yeah, story hour.
0: Yeah. I was like, Well of I of course I, and Tim <laughs> what did Tim Brando also mention he mentioned that I mentioned Mario Royce Odie. Freeman? <laughs> yeah, Royce Freeman was moved to receiver because I think he said Michael, I think referring to LeMichael James. I think he was talking what? about uh, Byron Marshall. Byron Marshall, okay, was such a good running back that Royce Freeman became a receiver, which was really good for Marcus Mariotti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that that's again i just this is a stance uh, i've had before we need term limits for sportscasters. Mm-hmm. i've said it in well, the past also let's get some new blood in there we also
1: <laughs> like, i think we just need like a, a a cap on how
3: many drinks they can have per broadcast
1: yeah
0: that'd be good that would be <laughs> really good yeah i don't know if i tell you shit. man
3: likes uh, sp- Sports, sports commentary, sports writing is the last redoubt of mediocre white men. Like, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Or somehow, like, 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 enthusiasm for
0: the game is a substitute for expertise, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also just, like, the, like these motherfuckers that are just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about college sports. It's what I'm going to do every week. This is my main job. I get paid ridiculously well for it. I refuse to learn a Polynesian name. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are you
2: doing then? Yeah. Shit, man.
0: Oh. It's like working at a subway and be like, I refuse to touch lunch meat. It's like, well, then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, get to our next segment. The
3: Pigs. The picks. The pigs.
0: First game we're breaking down. Washington State versus Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah. Man, this is well, tough. This the two game... teams
3: I said don't pick anymore.
0: Yeah, don't pick these teams. Uh, I I I think we all went with um, we all chose the same team, but yeah, we yeah. all chose Cal playing.
3: to beat Wazoo, which happened, which and all... Uh, we yeah, all cho- I... we all chose Arizona to beat Colorado, which happened but barely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like Arizona kind of derped it up in that game against Colorado. They Colorado looked a lot better than they had, and they and Colorado Arizona had to win on a walk off field goal. Um, good God, and and Cal Cal was ahead for a lot to at the beginning of the game, but Wazoo actually like played, Wazoo like fought back um and, and actually gave them a very strong game they did not look like the sort of mess of a team that i was expecting them to um and uh at the end of the game cal was um doing some tosh lapoy stuff uh like <laughs> wazoo fans i know what you mean wazoo fans are very upset at some of the stuff that cal had to pull to win that game at the end <laughs>
0: I, I I that is I did not watch a single second of the Cal wazoo game. That is the first game all season that I didn't watch a highlight of. So I I had no idea. I liked that I could. Back Cal, though I knew Cal was gonna do it, so anyway, it's kind of funny,
3: ah, yeah. even though uh, we all picked those uh, games the same way, mm-hmm. uh, and the outcome uh, was as we said, um, mm-hmm. like, c- kind of what we said about those teams that like Cal was gonna whip uh, Wazoo and Arizona was gonna whip Colorado. Like, it, it, that's no, that's not what happened, yeah,
0: no. That Arizona Colorado game, I did watch that, and that was that was ridiculously close. Like it really came down to it. Uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you why. Really. Like, there's no reason why this Colorado defensive line or their <laughs> offensive line should have their way at all. Yeah, um, but it was cool that Arizona yeah. won.
3: So anyway, even though I just... That's why I'm sort of walking this back. Because I said, like, (laughs) ha-ha, it's the battle between the two teams that I said don't pick again. I just immediately felt a pang of guilt. Because I was like, wait a minute. Actually, both of those teams played much tougher than I predicted, you know, last week. So, like, actually, this might be kind of a battle. Who You know, Hmm.
0: let's see. Well, and and you have to pick one. Well, yes, also, the ties no longer exist. Okay, so Colorado still... Bowl – still fighting for bowl eligibility. Wow. They're so damn close. They got two games left. They have to win both. They have to win both. God damn. Wazoo Um,
3: technically can still make a bowl if they win this and beat Washington, but that feels unlikely. It
0: would be funny if it happened. it would
3: be hysterical if it happened.
0: And, you know, Washington's played down, but uh, I'm not sure about that one. But – so I'm really feeling – well – Whew, this is tough. This is in Pullman. Who knows what the crowd is going to be like up there in the Palouse? Uh, I imagine there's. I mean, Wazoo fans are are used to having a crappy team to root. Yeah. With, so I imagine they're still going to show up in, in force. <laughs> mm, That's good mean, right? logic, Adam. I mean, right? <laughs> funny, but I can't knock that logic. It ain't new for them. Right. Uh, Colorado. I imagine. I. I don't know. They. They feel. A little unmotivated lately. Well, Like, they're fighting on the field, but, but They probably expectations... just played,
3: like, uh, other than those three first games that they played, you mm-hmm. know, in which, like, everybody was super excited about them, you know, because they beat what now uh, everyone is very clear about are terrible TCU, Nebraska, and Colorado State yes. teams. Like, yes. they probably played their best game of the season. Yeah.
0: I'd say so. Against a quality opponent in Arizona. Yeah. Um, And, how Arizona's
3: probably a better team than USC. Like, their previous best game of the season was against USC. This Arizona team is probably better than that USC team.
0: Probably. Um, I mean,
3: this Arizona team should have beat that USC team if Jetfish had a pair and and went for Mm. two
0: in overtime. Yeah. I'll go with – I'll I'll certainly go with Colorado in this one. I'm I'm feeling I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. I can if I can back the buff train it yeah. actually makes some sense yeah why not I can totally see wazoo taking it but
3: I tricked Colorado? you I'm going with wazoo I'm oh. <laughs>
0: oh. I, <know. laughs> I mean I know why wazoo would win for all the reasons we said you know for all the other reasons why Colorado has not looked great like their line play just ain't there Um Yep, that's it. Uh, That's my reason
3: for picking them. For everything else that's going wrong with Wazoo, their their edge rushers uh, are a strength, Mm -hmm. and Colorado's offensive line is a weakness, and I think that's where the game is won for Wazoo. I also think that these are two teams where uh, who is at home is super relevant, and Wazoo is at home, and Colorado's on the road.
0: Um, Night game. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, give me Wazoo. Interesting. I I hope the two QBs just go off. Like, I hope it's a QB battle. That'd be pretty fun. I think it'll actually scramble be. Scramble and for your life. I
3: actually think it, it'll be the opposite. It, I think it'll be a low-scoring um, game. Um, yeah. But, but that, uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I really just think that Wazoo's defense is just going to really shut down um, Colorado. Should we yeah, have that we as a side bet?
1: Extra point? <laughs> point
2: <on>. Not <laughs> extra I'll, point. I'll take, <laughs> fuck no. I'll take, I'll, I'll take no. What's,
3: the, what's the over-under on this game? You know? Oh, I don't know. We don't, we uh, don't look these up. Let's say 21 know. points. I can probably find it real
0: quick. <laughs> over They're probably like one and a half points. They're like four points. Well, for the over under, like the total score we're talking yeah. about here, uh, 64.5. Whoa.
3: Oh, Ooh, yeah. Give me the under. Yeah, that'll be. <laughs> yeah, that's bunch. awesome. Super <laughs> under. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Dang, no yeah. way these two teams are both scoring the 32 Holy points. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, is yeah. Sleep at the wheel on this one? This one, going yeah, on? this
3: one's gonna be like
0: 24-20. Yeah, I wouldn't put that I I want it to be a battle too, but like have you have you seen this Washington State offense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't you been know, it work? only yeah. takes
1: a couple of refs to not call holding and not <laughs> yeah. call pass interference to make yeah. big games happen like that. Good good call back. There you go. Good call back Just saying. There. Let's do
0: it. Just saying. <laughs> on to the next one. This is an interesting one. This is a huge one. And if you're a duck fan. I think your decision is kind of made who you want to win, because there's a scenario here. Okay. Uh, I believe Oregon can clinch a Pac-12 uh, a spot in the championship game if, I think it was, if Oregon wins, if Washington wins against Oregon State this okay. Saturday, and if Utah yeah, there's, Arizona.
3: At this point, there are only four contenders for the or only four teams could possibly make it to the right. title game, mm. which are Oregon, Washington, Oregon State and Utah. So if Utah the gets. Yeah. Well, the they Beavs? only have oh, two yeah, conference dude. losses to Wazoo and to, uh, oh, shit. to Arizona. So if know. they take a third conference loss or if Utah takes a third conference loss, mm-hmm. then they're out of the race. Got it. So
0: that's, you know, that, that's, I don't want to root for the Huskies. It always blows, but ah. it'd be pretty cool to have a, a sure spot there. That's that's my main priority this season. Like, fuck the playoffs, honestly. I want to win the Pac-12. Um, number 18, Utah will go and take on Arizona and Tucson. Number 21, Arizona, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, Saturday, eleven thirty a.m. Pac twelve Network. Arizona just struggled with a bad Colorado team. Utah, who they? Oh wait, wait. What, what did Utah do? They they played oh, Washington, they played Arizona State too. Right? Oh, that's yeah, right. They, they played, played Washington. Washington. They it was a close game. Even with Bryson Barnes as quarterback, um, he yeah, had they got shut one out of in the his second half, one of his best yeah. games. Unfortunately, I won't say a good game, but like one of his best games. There was also a part uh what this was a close game, you know, it was like a one-score game for much of it. Washington picks off Bryson Barnes, runs it like <laughs> 90 yards or something the other way, and somehow pulls a Kalen Clay, and you know this, Aaron. You're running in for the like pick six! Oh my god, it's happening. And in a celebratory mood, like move, Uh, drops the ball behind him at like the three yard line. I swear, like two, like three yards dead. It falls like, like it throws it behind him. I was like weighted
3: down with lead. I mean, it just yeah, it went like,
0: yeah. And 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 Hilly, I don't know if you know the guy's name, but I will say I clocked.
3: The guy who actually jumped on oh, the ball, uh, I mean. Feezy, the uh, the number fifty two, the
0: offensive lineman. Yeah, shout out to him because he's uh, Washington's defenders is streaking down the field. This offensive lineman is like he's technically maybe kind of the only one who has like the angle, but he doesn't have the speed. Sure, obviously. right? But you know what he does? He gets he there first. He keeps running. No, he keeps running as if he's gonna possibly catch him. And if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't be in a position to see that he dropped the ball early. Uh-huh. And not only that, he wouldn't have been able. He wouldn't have been in a position to jump on that ball. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Unfortunately, then they got a safety. Yeah, and yeah. They they had had to put really put it had a really Like Andy
3: Ludwig, go figure, calls a really uh, dumb run play. Uh, you yeah. know, from nine yards deep in the end zone. Uh yeah. and so they get a safety. So they hand washing in two points and the ball back. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. right. I will say there was a moment in our game too where we did have a, a bad exchange in our own end zone and thank God Jordan James grabbed it yep. and was able to get positive yards. But uh I mean uh, yeah, thank yeah. God that <laughs> happened. But um so that's where Utah's come that's out a, a pretty f- pretty tough bullshit loss remember,
3: uh, remember last week when I mentioned uh, uh, Parker Fleming's uh, you know d- did we get beat that bad you know graph or you know net success rates so mm-hmm. uh, you know the graph this week had three different um, three different games in which a uh, pack 12 games on the left side of the graph in which the the better team lost you know like the the, <laughs> the 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 losing team from a, a per play success rate basis mm-hmm. you know out, outplayed the winning team um uh, uh w- one of them was UCLA a- a- ASU which we'll talk about shortly um wow. one of them was uh, the 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 uh, the, the the what what did i just say a- ASU UCLA yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh one of them was uh the 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 uh the the, the Cal Wazoo game um okay. w- which was tight you know like i said like Wazoo actually outplayed him, and Cal did some tricky stuff um and uh and then this game Utah Utah outplayed <laughs> Washington and uh hey the game yeah. th- took place in Seattle and uh and there was stuff a bullshit
0: bullshit shit, uh, pass interference. Yeah, I'm, oh, I mean, God. among other things. Um There was, th- but specifically that one, I think, was just look. mind-blowing that they called that one. Look, so, I mean, we're we're all criminals it. in Seattle. Facts. We're corrupt. I mean, just like,
3: uh, just like, look, man, look at Washington. Like, uh, you know, I was just talking about, like, Oregon having to fight two front wars, you know, and, like, mm. uh, you know, like, o- o- Oregon's winning, you know, by, you know... By by mul- multiple scores, right? Nine points is a multi-score, you know, victory, and probably yeah. should have been more than that, right? You know, while facing adversity of like you know some some sloppiness and some, you know, gar- you know they're putting games into garbage time, they're fighting against the refs, you know, stuff is going against them, right? You know, mm-hmm. meantime, you've got you know certain other teams that are like everything's <laughs> going against them, and, and they're eking games out. You know, like, Mm -hmm. they're winning one-score games with everything going, you know, going their way. And, like,
0: dude, that's not sustainable. You know, like... Certainly hope not. Uh, In this one, this is... It's a pretty great matchup. I want Utah to win. Uh, and, And especially with Arizona's struggles against Colorado, that does scare me. I can imagine either team totally winning... Yeah. I'll give it to – fuck, this is tough. I'll give it to Utah. Me too, buddy. To just pull out some Utah shit is basically what it comes down to. How about you? If...
3: I've also got Utah, um, yeah. which is – I'm not doing just because you guys picked it and I don't want it to be differential. sure, I bet. This is all over the map. Like uh, – FBI loves uh, Utah. Uh, Beta rank loves Arizona. Uh, SP Plus is down the middle. Vegas has it as a pick'em. Like nobody knows how to pick this game. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I'm going with Utah because of, this is going to sound dumb, but I, like I'm going with Utah because like I like Kyle Whittingham in close games more than I like Jed Fish. Yeah. Like. I think I think this game is probably going to be a very close game and it's going to come down to a couple of like, you know, late game or, or maybe mid game or just it actually doesn't matter when it happens. But it's going to come down to a couple of coaching calls. You know, it's going to come down to a couple of, like, you know, do I go for it or not on this, you know, for down? You know, do I kick this field goal or, or pun or, you know, st- you stuff where like the, the, the head coach, you know, matters. And like, I think that's where, like, you know. Give it to the gray hair.
0: Yeah, beautiful gray hair. By the way, I was watching a clip of an old game with Kyle Whittingham, and his hair game has improved drastically. Mm. Insane. Definitely agree.
3: Yeah, I mean he's the hot he's the hot zaddy of the Pac-12. I mean, or really the entire FBS. Like, who's zaddy number two? Like Dave
0: Clawson, maybe. Like, Maybe. maybe. I mean, I I'd have to really think about that one. I have my zaddy ratings, but those usually come out at the end of the year. Uh, USC versus UCLA. <laughs> this is actually, hey, Saturday, 12.30 p.m., ABC. Yeah. You know, I would imagine, I, I know the Trojans can do something well. I know the Trojans can throw the ball. I know they have Caleb Williams. There's only one of those in the world. Um, so I know that I know they got shit defense, but I know that doesn't matter. Like UCLA's offense is a garbage fire, which is strange since you can, you know, uh, theoretically you hired an offensive guru. I mean, their offense looks like shit in year, whatever, six or whatever for Chip Kelly and in, and, and Aaron, so I feel UCLA, like I was saying that last year I'm past no, so you've hated chip for a while. Yeah. Air, and, and you know, my new philosophy, my new uh, theory is that Chip Kelly equals Mark Helfrich, except Chip Kelly's an asshole. That's the only difference. Yeah, these I love two. that. <laughs> and, and Mark Helfrich is a diehard Homer Duck fan that truly loves the program. Chip Kelly doesn't give two shits about any Duck in his entire life. That's no. how I feel. Well, and about any Duck fan or the program. I bet you he. I don't think he gives a shit about any
1: fan <laughs> in general,
0: any person. That, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I mean that's that's kind of my theory right now. Um, so UCLA looks fucking terrible. I mean they got a, they got a, some decent defensive players. Mm-hmm. Not even fully going to say a, a, de- a great defense or anything like that. Aaron, they just can't, they went against a school, Arizona State. I mean, I said this last week when I was trying to find some upset because I didn't want to choose the same one. Uh, We all had the same picks last week. I was looking for something. No way. I wanted to choose ASU, but no way was I going to choose ASU because they're beaten up. Uh, they're having some like QB issues. Like, you know, Trent Bourguet's giving it his damnedest. Didn't even know if he was going to play in this game. Cam Scadaboo is very fun, but there's only so much trickeration that you can use around him yep. to, to force points. They're just beaten up. They don't have the greatest lines. Like, they're very scrappy and they fight, though. They're uh, pretty solid defense, honestly. But, motherfucker, Kenny Dillingham went on Google... This last week, he looked up how to do the swinging gate, which swing gate from from what I know is like what you use when you want to get a two point conversion. You know, when you want to go for it's, two,
3: it, it's it's when you have your like long snapper, you know, you need him to throw a
0: pass. Yeah, like that. That's that's what you that's what you, you go for. He just he put that in. This is we're going to use this in the game. And like it, all it, the time. Not all the time plays. He did an entire drive
3: of the swinging gate like 18 plays. <laughs> so, like, you know, how, like you, the rules say you have to have they five won. offensive linemen, you know, on the line. They have to be in Jersey's f- uh, numbers 50 through 79. Right. Uh, they have to be up on the line of scrimmage. The rules do not say they have to be in the center of the formation. Uh, right. They can be off to the side if you want. <laughs> like, mm. they can be anywhere. <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, the, you, you have to snap the ball from between the hashes. But, like, so, the, you know, the center has to be there. But the other guys can be wherever. So, like, yeah, you can go put them somewhere else. Like, you can have some tight ends somewhere. Like, yeah. Uh, as long as the, the formation technically adheres to the kind of abstruse rules about what constitutes a legal formation, you can snap that ball um, awesome. to go whomever. It. it doesn't have to be a quarterback. It can be a tight end. It can be your running back yep. punter <laughs> yeah <laughs> who throws touchdowns bu- now so like cam is officially yeah cam scadaboo now officially throws touchdowns uh is a running back is a punter that's it like give him the heisman yeah actually just yeah. screw it honestly screw all of it give cam scadabo the heisman that's like,
0: fucking for real man like that's where the he- if the heisman was a real thing That's where you should be looking for. Like, this team has nothing to fight for, but is fighting every damn week. And this player that, like, (laughs) most other elite rosters wouldn't even sniff for, like, a walk-on, they, like, they are just using his grit to will wins, (laughs) and it's fucking awesome. Meanwhile, Chip Kelly, (laughs) just,
3: like, complete dilettante. Just, like, I don't know what, like, I do know what he's trying to do. Like, he's... I I I I think he's trying. I, I think he's trying to put something on film for like coaching clinics. Like he's doing. <laughs> like it's not. It's not the A team trying to bust out of the garage, and. And kill the bad guys and 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 rescue the princess or whatever it is their mission is mm-hmm. like like Kenny Dillingham's trying to win the game, you know, like by <laughs> whatever means necessary. And I mean, the reason I don't really think that it's like Kenny Dillingham is a threat to Oregon, is because I think he's he he called his yeah. shot, you know, like he identified UCLA as a team that he could beat this week and put oh, everything yeah. into it and like everything. I like uh, that. And, and and like, because UCLA is a team that he could beat, because Chip Kelly's UCLA, right. you repeat that is a team where he's got nothing but you know gravel and broken glass and nails that he scrounged off the ground and he could scratch at them <laughs> with to beat because that's what UCLA
0: is right now. It's nuts. It it is truly like the The fact that UCLA wasn't able to score more than what, what was it one touchdown? Yeah, at the
3: like, end of the game, it, that was pointless.
0: Like it's bonkers with with what they should be. Yeah. This isn't and with their season. schedule where
3: yeah, yeah. they're in year six of Chip Kelly with their schedule where they don't play Oregon and Washington and they had a soft non conference like they should have backed their way into the conference championship game. Oh, and you know what? I know I said this before, but Everything that has happened in UCLA's schedule, everything that's happened in their season, I predicted to a T in my (laughs) June preview article that I wrote of UCLA, which I didn't have to write because Oregon doesn't, I just said this, Oregon doesn't play UCLA. I wrote that article for fun. And I still wrote a better UCLA preview, a more professional, objective, and accurate preview of UCLA than anybody working at the LA Times, Bruin Report Online.
0: Certainly not I mean, David
3: Woods, though. Right? Now. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris Eyes accepted, but he's a he's a retrospective film review. He does a fantastic job of reviewing film, but he's a reviewer. He doesn't make predictions. Um, mm. You know, like uh, you know, because. Uh, because i approach my job professionally i use methodically you know rigorous data analysis and i view it with clear eyes i do not suffer from enthusiasms and this (laughs) industry is shot through with mediocre white men
0: yeah 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 um Especially I remember you especially calling exactly what was gonna happen with Dante Moore. Yep. Where it's like, yep, he's gonna get some playing time and then he's probably gonna get benched because Chip Kelly's not gonna know what to do with him. Yep. And I do yeah. remember that. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It's amazing. It's it's like you gotta applaud ASU because again, this is like group of five or right, right. like this is this is
3: some of them are not not the i actually talent. don't think that that's exactly the right career. you know what we'll, we'll talk about asu oregon's gonna yeah. play asu it's not exactly true it's actually really interesting you could see when they were playing utah uh actually that mm-hmm. it was re- it really popped where they've got a couple of players who are actually yeah. very good they're tight end Connor awesome. badger the wide receiver scadabo who they picked up um Kick ass, And there's actually there's going to be cl- a play in my article where it's cl- clear as day where they need everybody to block on this particular play. They need everybody on the team to be blocking mm-hmm. and the dudes who are winning their blocks. It's the good players and the dudes who are losing their blocks. Well, it's mm-hmm. everybody else. And so it's like that's the Kenny Dillingham sort of – that's the bind that he's in is that he's got a team. It's inaccurate to say, oh, he's got a team of nobodies because that's – it's not true. He's got a team where he's got like – he's actually got quite a few somebodies. It's just – he – the sign over his door doesn't say Oregon or Florida State or Auburn anymore you know it, 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 he wasn't able to get a bunch of you know blue chips by snapping his fingers you know mm-hmm. he the, the guys that he got like you know he wasn't he just wasn't able to get enough good players and then on top of that his quarterbacks got all hurt and, and his offensive line is actually like, people aren't talking about this because people never talk about the offensive line oh my god I've never seen more of a disaster area at offensive <laughs> line I mean it's not just like the situation that he inherited although he inherited a bad situation and it's not just um that he wasn't able to help it through the portal because nobody's able to really help it through the portal the injury Mm -hmm. situation going on at asu's offensive line would make you cry like it is if if you had any idea what is happening to his offensive line you would break down in tears it is tragic uh i mean honestly genuinely like it is T- horrifying the things that are happening to his offensive line. And the fact that he has been able to fight and claw and scratch for some wins and for some good performances, you know, like against USC and some other teams, um mm-hmm. is amazing. Just honestly amazing with the injury situation yeah. that he's facing at that offensive line.
0: Just absolutely incredible. And if, like, honestly, I would be like Pac 12 coach of the year, depending. If they I mean, get, like, really. I mean, really, you really, know,
3: the job that he's do- like, I mean, deion Sanders gets all the attention for obvious reasons for turning over 60 players on his roster and getting and doing as good of a job as he did. D- Kenny Dillingham turned over 50 players on his roster <laughs> and did almost as good of a job at a- 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 and almost as monumental of a task.
0: Same roster. If Kenny Dillingham had Deion Sanders roster, they'd already be bull eligible. Hmm. Just saying. Hmm. Um, OK, so and with a substantially tougher schedule. Oh yeah, USC versus UCLA. We've talked a whole lot about UCLA. We've talked about USC here, um, I, be because of what we've said about UCLA. Yes, sir. I'm going with USC because I can play my flag, and they've got Caleb Williams. They've got an offense. Lincoln Riley knows what he's doing on Boy, We keep tr-
3: we keep needing to talk about this game instead talk about a bunch of other games.
0: I know, I know, because I don't want to talk about UCLA anymore oh, right. because they're <laughs> terrible. Um, I'm going with USC. Yep.
3: Uh, oh boy, this game is so stupid. I mean, the, what this game reminds me of is like the 2010 USC UCLA game. Remember that? That was between like seven and five Lane Kiffin on sanctions and four <laughs> and seven Rick Neuheisel, uh, where it was something like 30 combined NFL draft picks. Good God, were, were on those two teams that were completely irrelevant, <laughs> um, in like a totally meaningless game. Like yeah, yep. yeah. I can you know, and yeah. In yet again, line, two massive yeah. wastes of talent. Uh, you know, I- irrelevancy in Los Angeles, and then lo- what do they do? They blew up the Pac-12 and and are getting yep. paid for it. Like yet again, what a bunch of losers! <laughs> God, yet again, yet again, yet what a bunch again. of you know losers being rewarded for their loserdom. Um, Dude, uh, yeah, I, I, it's I guess. Yeah, cool I, up, bro. I, USC, I guess. <laughs> UCLA is just a, a, a ridiculous program, and USC has Caleb Williams. So,
0: yeah, USC. Yes, it's true. Well, we already talked about this game. This is the, the nicest card, I think. Just that Sun Devil, yeah. that duck. Yeah. It looks good together. They work now, together, Now, yeah. I mean, I'll just straight up just ask both of you, are either of you going to choose ASU? In no, this? of course not. No, of course not. Yeah. I know. I I think you're right, uh, Hith too. That it's just like, even if even if we played ASU before UCLA, like there's those bag of tricks wouldn't have worked on us. Like uh, it's just sure. they're different teams. I, I love ASU. I, I sort of suspect like that
3: the Dillingham probably emptied his bag of tricks too. You know, yeah. like I think the I you know. I, 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 I think he called his shot. You know, I, I think he looked mm-hmm. at his schedule and he was like, look, man, I got to win some of these, you know, mm-hmm. and so he sort of concentrated his
0: fire absolutely you know uh, it's just like
3: why it, why distribute it against you know oregon in these sort of you know games that he's got a very low percentage chance of winning and in instead yep. you know like i i know that sort of sounds like a self-serving narrative as an oregon fan but like and i was i will do just as hard a film study on this game as i do on any other game in fact i will genuinely enjoy it you know as i tweeted out yeah. about like you know poor chris osgood has to study the usc offense in this game and 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 chipper old me i get to, to watch all this this Swing and gate stuff and other fun stuff for for Kenny. Like, yeah, you know, it'll be a treat, you know, to look at this film. I will study it with plum. I'm not sure how I'll write it up because it'll be like, I don't know if he's going to do 18 swinging gate plays against Oregon. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, I sort of I get that feeling that this was like, you know, he charged up the weapon um and that the weapon has probably been discharged uh you
0: know we're gonna be, we're gonna snap one we're gonna realize like what the fuck they're running the triple now yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah we're all going with that but our hearts go out to you sun devils you're you're definitely the quack 12 uh secondary team this season oh
3: i don't know my secondary team right now is cal i'm i still got cal to, to, to make the yeah goals. you're still, so so far so good
0: Oh, man. Stanford versus Cal. This is a good one. Did you hear about this? There's a. Apparently, a bunch of Cal fans went over to the Stanford campus and they posted a bunch of, like, uh, kind of like wanted looking signs or missing signs. And it said. Have you seen this axe? You know, this is the axe that they fight for, Stanford versus Cal in, in big game. And it just said, have you seen this axe? And I had a picture of the axe, and it said, it's not missing. We were just wondering if you've seen it. <laughs> made <me> laugh very <laughs> That's some good trolling. Um, oh, boy. Stanford, Dang. I remember I was very adamant on, oh, what are the points for Stanford? Plus 13? Okay, you know, against Oregon State, hell yeah, I'll take it. I think they're pluckier. They got their asses kicked against Oregon State. This is a Stanford team that you should kick their ass, quite frankly. Yep. If you're a serious football program, um, Cal is bordering on not serious, but they they've got oh, you, something. You to mean fight the team for. that Washington only scraped by at home? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> amazing, right? <laughs> um, cal has got a lot to fight for they they kind of really need the bowl eligibility i mean i don't think that they give a shit about justin wilcox being i mean they already extended him there it's he's his seat is not hot but just for credibility's sake get to a bowl game god damn yeah um this two acc powerhouses fighting <laughs> against each other i know I I guess I'll go with Cal, just because I think they are better than Stanford. That's hmm. what I got to say. What about you, Aaron?
1: Fuck it. Give would me Stanford.
2: <laughs> oh, this is your first. Would, Why not?
0: Man,
3: this, it, I, I mean, I've got Cal, too, but, like, uh That, man, as soon as Aaron said that, I just felt like in the pit of my stomach, like that's a wild ass Schroeder pick in which he's going to be right. Uh (laughs) You you know how he communes with the Cosmos randomly (laughs) and then it's like we're all on Sunday. Like, what the fuck? He did it again? Like, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, man, when you it really started off strong when you nearly got the uh, sh- uh, Southern Utah University upset of ASU. Oh. And that was damn impressive, my man. Um, or was almost. Uh, but Stanford versus <laughs> guy, you're going with Stan. Horseshoes I like and Why hand not? grenades, Adam. Horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> Why not? Could be the tree. And then we got the actual game of the week, number 12, Oregon State Versus number five, Washington. Huh. Now, if Washington, Washington coming off that, mm, I mean, that very Washington win against Utah, mm-hmm. still undefeated, that's ten games the, in the a row. Unbelievable. Win. Yeah. And then number 12, Oregon State just destroyed Stanford. Mm-hmm. They only have two losses. One to Wazoo. What? What? And then, yeah, but it was
3: before two. Wazoo had packed it in, so
0: yeah, yeah, it it was a strange one, and they did try to rally back, but I mean, it wasn't strange. Yes, it made
3: total strange. sense for the wazoo that they played at the time, like it's just mm-hmm. wazoo has been strange, and that there's been like two different wazoos,
0: absolutely. And then, uh, Arizona is their other loss, and that that was a very close game. Some very stupid decisions from Jonathan Smith, mm. uh, but it was a very competitive, mm. close game. It, it was so one stupid
3: got... decision, but it it reflected where those teams were at. Like, structurally, that game totally made sense.
0: True. That's true. That's true. But I the one thing lives rent-free yes. in my head. <laughs> that and him milking himself. Well, uh, yeah. Number 12. Versus number five, Washington. This is this Wait, is. Wait, does
3: Jonathan Smith milking himself mean that he would be the perfect fit for Texas A and M? Because that's agricultural mm. and mechanical university.
0: Hey, mm. I heard his name mentioned. I don't think, I don't think Texas A and M money is wanting to, to go in that. They want a big splash. I'm guessing mm-hmm. that seems Jonathan they're, Smith they're is more definitely more their not style. A, he's
3: because he's pint sized. <laughs> yeah, because he's although pint-sized. Jimbo Fisher well, is also pint sized. He's like five, maybe, maybe he's like a maybe
0: safety. it's something where they're like they're out. They're actually kind of not wanting to spend a bunch of money. And maybe once Oregon State is in the Pacific Mountain West Conference, Jonathan Smith will want to get the fuck out of there and maybe he'll go to Texas. A&M. I mean, I don't know. Don't really care either. I, um, I
3: can but. imagine no bigger swing in money than going from whatever OSU is going to land at to to Texas A&M.
0: Like that's. Yeah. You know, talk about rags for riches. this is this is an interesting one especially the way washington has been playing down so much i do think oregon state is a little overhyped however Mm. they are a more complete football team than a lot of other pac-12 teams Mm -hmm. and overall they've been well coached and bju is a good serviceable quarterback for this team um and they got good running backs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This the will lines be a fun one. It's
3: also the, the lines flipped. Uh, uh, Oregon yeah. State is now favored um, in uh, in the betting lines by
0: two points now. Mm-hmm. Well, this is fun. Mm-hmm. It's in, in Corvallis, in it's the in Corvallis. Potato Palace, Palace. P- yeah. Potato Salad <laughs> Palace. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That's good. I haven't heard. That. I'm sure you said that before, but it uh, hit me. Um, so Potato Salad Palace here. Whoo! If Oregon state were to win this one and the let's say Oregon wins complex. too that sets up for a, a pretty big game next week <laughs> that's like could be mm-hmm. a heartbreaker for the ducks I mean uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week but uh, I don't know about this is this is truly a toss up this is truly a toss up I think I'm going to go with Ah, I this is really hard. I'll, how about you start, Aaron? Nope, I want to get no, no, because
1: I one. know who I'm going with, and I want you to say yours first. Wait, you hold on. Last
3: week first. you said deliberate collusion. You said I'm going to do everything <laughs> I can to help uh-huh. Adam beat Hitlerday. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah, oh, either. right. But we discovered. You
1: give up that immediately. Loses, but
0: yeah, he forgot immediately. You want me to <laughs> tell
3: you who I pick?
0: No. Okay. Um, okay. So I kind of feel... The, uh, Speaking
3: of two front wars, uh, I got
0: to think. Uh, this is tough. This is tough. I'm sandwiched in between you two right now on the YouTube too. So I guess, I mean, I guess you got to maybe go with just the home team. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, that's right no fucking i'm going with washington oh i'm always disappointed when i go with washington yeah even that's if, all right if i pick them to win they hey man <sighs> just know. just think of me the beefs uh, when you have the beefs are them. very strong
3: the coleslaw complex
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i uh, that brand is the worst it is Reese's, i yeah. i won't No, let's not mention any companies here but I am going yeah. to say I think the Beavs got this one. And I think it could You're be by, like, Beavs.
0: two points. <laughs> so they cover. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, this is a tough Hitler, I'm interested in who you have in this one because it, it is a close game, I think. Like, this is—yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'll I, make
1: it sound like the Huskies are only able to win because of officiating, and if they're
0: at Beeves territory, then that's not going to really be a play— well, officiating, and then every once in a while, just having a deep touchdown pass to a very talented receiver. I mean, and how
1: long? How long does
0: that hold out? Ten in a row seems that's
1: it's the question. getting a little crazy at this point. Like, really, eleven? Really undefeated? Really? I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I mean, Oregon State is very difficult to beat at the the Mac Salad Mausoleum. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, it is a factor. And, and like, um, well, especially because like, you know, the the uh, well and Washington's like run game or run, you know, Oregon State's going to want to lean on their run game. Uh, Washington's rush defense is not real great. Uh, and so, you know, if Oregon State gets a lead, they're going to want to sit on it um you know it it is basically you know that's oregon state's game plan that's how they you know run teams out the building um Hmm. uh this is not a good matchup for oregon state and i think this is a trap by vegas i think this is public money um oh i I really think i really think this is a trap like Mm. and 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 the sharps are gonna feast on this one um like I just uh, got suckered, is what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. I <laughs> um, like I mean, I agree with you that that Washington is like a one dimensional team and a bit of a fraud. Um, like o- Oregon State is much more of a fraud. Like their secondary Dang. blows and is not going to be able to cover Washington's receivers like at all. Oh um, wow. Like, uh, uh, I don't think that that Oregon State's ever going to have like the comfortable lead that they need in order to sit on. And because that's the only way they can win games like that's, you know, they, they only have one way to win and Washington can Washington is always in games that's the thing about the way that not just their passing offense works but having an explosive passing offense means that you are never out of a game they can be down the entire game and wham 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 they they they're like oh they can just string together three touchdowns in five minutes and you know so like Oregon State's strategy of just like sitting on you like it just doesn't it's not that they can't use it it's just that it, it, it doesn't it doesn't knock you out the way that um the way that it could to like a, a team that would have a different uh, like approach than washington does right. um to, to how they win games um i also think that like i i'm i am i am not a fan of dj u Yu, like i don't actually think that he's i still don't i still don't think that he's a good quarterback i still don't think that this is a talented wide receiver core like they're quick but they're not difficult you know to cover and uh, washington's secondary i don't really think is going to have a difficult time with them to the extent that washington secondary has had problems it's been getting dpi flags Mm-hmm. That's because the, of size mismatches, but they are not going to suffer a size mismatch against the Munchbring, Munchkin Brigade that yeah. is <laughs> Oregon State's receiver core, so I don't think they're going to run into that problem, um, and they're not going to get the DPI flags that get them into trouble, but... Um, yeah, I actually think this is a really like pretty clean kill for Washington. Or maybe they mm. they you know, they're behind at, like halftime, but they wind up winning this one sure. by like double digits.
1: Yeah, god damn and, it. Well, hey, you never know. You never, you know. never know. But it seems um, like he has a lot of facts on his end
0: and I'm just like it just feels like Oregon's going to win. Well, guess what, Aaron? <laughs> Oregon's At least if all the favorites win, then that means Ducks are guaranteed a Pac-12 championship or a Pac-12 championship game appearance. It would mean that they'd be awesome.
3: It it would mean not only that. It would mean that they're guaranteed a Pac-12 championship rematch against Washington. Because Washington is basically a, a lock at this point. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: All right. And so uh here's we here we have last week's score. I'm catching up. Pithel Day leading 55 points. I've got 53 points. Aaron's got 42 well, we points. Coming up from behind. Week, so. We all picked the same one and we all got 4 out of 5 oh. or whatever it was. 5 out of 6 correct. Um none of us were brave enough to pick ASU. I mm. wish I was. God damn I wish I was. So uh I mean the thing that difference. the
3: thing that that I said about that game that like uh UCLA's uh defensive line would shred ASU's offensive line and so therefore it would be oh, a low scoring game was absolutely correct like absolutely. it's just that ASU moved their offensive line to the sideline so yeah. it didn't matter.
0: Why didn't you call that they were going to run the swinging gate at I don't know <laughs> why, you know. My,
3: that's my my be guys. That's what I love.
0: I love Dillingham too. Is that it's like I've got like two, three very good offensive players, and it's like who who made the the few key scores in the I big know. moments we'll were just those have, players? We'll just
3: have Conyers throw to Badger. There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like there you go. Um, it's amazing. Absolutely. So that was the great Pickham challenge, which leads leaves us to one last segment, which is the super specific predictions. Oh for shit. this week's Oregon ASU game. Hmm. For me, you know, I think I think there's going to be like this overall good nature between these teams even yes. though Oregon will be just absolutely destroying them. You may even see Kenny Dillyham making uh decisions to be like I, I, you know what? Let's get some backups in there. <laughs> like, honestly, just in like, I don't, we, they deserve to play too. Uh, I think, I think this will be really lopsided really quickly yeah. for the Ducks. Cause I think they are going to be in killer mode still Um, to the point where, and what does, what does Lanning like to do? A lot of times he likes to try to beat you the way that you are famous for beating teams. Or like if you're gonna do something tricky against him, he may try to do that same trick against you. Like when uh we had the, the run back throw to Bo Nicks, which was blown up immediately afterwards, but still that was, you know, kind of what they did to us earlier in that same game. So in that in that context, I think that Dan Lanning at some point, as a little little joke, a little nod, you know, towards mm-hmm. Dillingham mm-hmm. is going to whip out the swinging gate at midfield. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. At least one play. He's going to do it as kind of a like, I saw what you did last week. I thought that was hysterical. Hmm. Here you go. That's my very specific. If that happens, then he's listening to the show. But yeah. I think
1: I'll follow you, mm. but divert the timeline to where it Ooh. actually – my super specific thing is it's gonna be Dan Lanning being more authoritative and being like, I know exactly how to beat you and I'm gonna exploit the living shit out of it constantly. <laughs> now mm. get you know and then and then Is
2: that specific enough and, though you're but just yeah, saying we're gonna yeah,
1: beat Yeah, because really what'll happen is at the end of the game, okay. whatever they are going to shake hands, Dan Lanning actually backhand slaps him. In <laughs> the wow. face? In
3: the face? Wow. Okay, Ouch. that's gonna be a scandal. They're, they're like really close friends. Uh, I know. I think they're probably uh, hug well. uh, instead of that. Oh. Um. Well, well that's we'll my see. super specific you
1: Prediction. called yours you called yeah. it. i didn't uh, mention
3: I, I actually think that kenny dillingham made one of the smartest uh, defensive coordinator hires of the season in, in getting brian ward from wazoo i can't remember what specifically we were talking about but i remember when we were reviewing the 2022 film that brian ward at when he was at wazoo in 2022 was one of the few dcs who did and I'm going to sound like an idiot, but he, like there were only two DCs in the entire Pac-12 who figured out a particular thing and didn't fall in a, in a certain trap. And I was like, hmm, Brian Ward, very interesting. Keep your eye on that guy. Oh, ASU hired him, mm, very interesting, Kenny Dillingham. And then his defense has actually been punching way above its weight class this year. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, so Aaron, your prediction about like Oregon knows exactly how to shut him down. Uh, that'll be interesting. Like, oh. I, I mean, like like there's super... Super blitz heavy and so like it'll be interesting to see how Oregon like deals with that so you know that'll be fun um interesting. my, my uh, super specific prediction is that uh Oregon has in each of the last uh each of the weeks since the buy um uh, or actually not or yeah no each of the week since the buy um, has uh, has broken out one new tackle over uh, play uh, meaning you know one of the offensive linemen goes to the other side of the line and joins his his fellow uh, tackle um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, tackle over plays or, or taco, right tackle over uh, taco uh, I, I code on my tally sheet is different kinds of Mexican cuisine yeah uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, I, I've been I've been having to come up with new ones ones every week and so that's my (laughs) prediction is that you know they'll be in tempe uh and and so i'll get to name a new one that i'll have to name after (laughs) you know some some regional cuisine of the southwest
0: Mm, adam like a a fajita or something what's that i would like
1: to change mine and i'd like to make a real one
0: okay be real
1: i predict that uh who was it that uh, is on his way to breaking both records, two records. Oh, Troy Franklin? Uh, I believe he's going to have both of those in this game.
0: That's a good one. That's a good
3: one, Aaron. It's a good one. It's a very
0: good one.
1: He's going to get both of them. That's my prediction. And the slap.
0: Okay. And the slap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and when all that happens, you'll find us here on the Quack Coat Podcast. But before you do that, go over to Dickie the Quack, read Day's article, follow him on Twitter at day One H Y T H L O D A Y Number One. And it's the letter I said. Somewhere. No, you got it. Uh, at Quack Twelve Podcast, where you can follow us. Y'all, we're so damn close to the end of the season, and maybe the rematch of the Ducking Century. Ooh. So don't miss it. Bye. Bye.